Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you for taking a few moments with us as we take a look at the book. I hold in my hand a five-hour audio series on CD of my Walk Through Revelation. It is a study of one of the most exciting books in God's Word. This prophetic five-part audio series includes a prelude to the tribulation, program of the tribulation, and the postlude of the tribulation as well. We want to take a few moments now to listen to the second of this five-part series on Revelation entitled, Program of the Tribulation, Part 1. This will talk about what God is going to allow to happen during the tribulation period, a time yet future, a time of judgment, especially for the Jewish people that remain here on the earth after the rapture of the church. After we listen to a portion of this study, I'll tell you how you can get your copy, the entire five-part audio series on the walkthrough revelation. But right now, let's listen to the study. Uh, the uh, outline that I use, and we're going to be using in this study, is a three-part outline, a prelude to the tribulation. You know what the prelude is. That's what the pianist plays before the service starts. And then the program of the tribulation, that's what's going to happen during the tribulation, and the postlude to the tribulation, what happens after the tribulation. Now, if you have these three points, let me give you the chapter and verses that go with them. The prelude to the tribulation would be chapter 1, verse 1, through chapter 4, verse 1. Then the program of the tribulation would be chapter 4, verse 2, through chapter 19, verse 10. In other words, everything that's going to happen in that tribulation period unfolds and is prophesied between chapter 4, verse 2, and 19, 10. From chapter 19, 11 to 22, 21, that is the postlude. All those things happening after the tribulation period. That is the postlude to the tribulation period. Uh, let me just show you something. Some people have been discussing in recent days that maybe the rapture of the church doesn't take place before the tribulation. In other words, it's, it is not a pre-tribulation rapture. Well, I am telling you that's where I stand. I don't get involved in discussing the other types of rapture. But let me tell you a couple of reasons as we study Revelation why I have come to that conclusion. Number one, there are three purposes for the tribulation period. The first purpose is to evangelize the Jew. There's going to be, and we're going to look in just a moment, that there'll be two witnesses, 144,000 male virgin Jews. We'll look at that in the scriptures. And there'll be a multitude that no man could number, a multitude that come to know Christ as Lord and Savior. The Jews will all have an opportunity to receive or reject Jesus Christ. So one purpose of the tribulation is evangelization of the Jew. The second purpose of the tribulation period is to bring an end to Gentile world powers. Gentile world powers took over at the time of the Babylonian captivity when Nebuchadnezzar took uh, Daniel and the three Hebrew boys back into Babylon. That was the beginning of the times of the Gentiles. Now, this is a very important phrase in prophecy, the times of the Gentiles. The times of the Gentiles would be any period of time when Gentiles are controlling the Jewish people and the city of Jerusalem. That's the focus, Jerusalem and the Jewish people. And when the Gentiles have control of those two, as they do today... That is the times of the Gentiles. Jesus Christ in Luke chapter 21 verse 24 said, Jerusalem shall be trodden down until the time of the Gentiles be complete. 
And that is going to be completed during that seven-year tribulation period. And that's the second purpose for the tribulation. The third purpose for the tribulation is bringing an end to the satanic trinity. You have Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet, the satanic trinity. And those three will be brought to their end Two of them will be cast into the lake of fire, one into the bottomless pit for a thousand years. Then he'll be released and ultimately cast into the lake of fire. And so the tribulation period has those three purposes. The word church is used in the book of Revelation 25 times. The word Israel is used in the book of Revelation 30 times. The word church is used in the book of Revelation 19 times before we get to chapter 4. It is used six times After chapter 19, that's a total of 25 times. It is used zero amount of times between chapters 4 and 19, that description of the tribulation period. The word Israel used 30 times. It's used three times before chapter 4. It's used one time after chapter 19. It is used 26 times during that 15 chapters describing the tribulation period. In other words, 86% of the time the word Israel is used in the book of Revelation, it's used in that period describing the tribulation period. And 0% of the times the word church is used, it's used or not used in that 15 chapters. Either God forgot to put us in the tribulation period, or maybe we were not supposed to be there. And so just by that conclusion, as we study the word of God, go to chapter 3, verse 9, just for a moment. One of the churches, the church at... uh, at, uh, The church at Philadelphia, who never had a condemnation, chapter 3, verse 10, excuse me, chapter 3, verse 10, who had never had a condemnation, they, all the churches except two, had condemnations. And the two that did not would be Smyrna, the second church, and then Philadelphia, the next to the last church. In chapter 3, verse 10, notice what it says, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I will also keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. The hour of temptation, that is talking about the tribulation period. It's not talking about 60 minutes of uh, temptation, of tempting somehow, but it's talking about a period of time like we live in the hour of the computer. Uh, or, or, you know, in that hour, so it's the, gen, it's the editorial hour that it's talking about here, and it's talking about the tribulation period. Now, notice it does not say, I will take you out of, because you have been faithful, because you have done what I've told you to do, I will take you out of the tribulation. No. Notice what it says again, I will keep you, I also will keep you from, keep you from the tribulation period that is coming up. And so that is what God is laying out for us to understand that we will not enter the tribulation period. There are many other reasons. We're not going to spend the time on developing that necessarily. Uh, If we ever are able to have maybe a QA and a sometime this week, I can do that. Now let me uh, once again go through this walkthrough with you. And then I'll slow it down much so we can just get a chronological unfolding of how the book of Revelation is going to take place. 
This, of course, is the rapture of the church. Then there's a seven-year period of time. The pulpit represents the revelation of Christ. When he gets on his white horse, we get on white horses and come back. Then there's a thousand-year millennial kingdom, the great white throne judgment, at which time Jesus will be the judge. Then eternity future, new heaven, new earth, and new Jerusalem. Now, as I go through the book of Revelation, let me do it slowly. And if you want to try to take notes, uh, you can do that. I think this will give you a little understanding as we have a road map. Everybody's talking about road maps today. As we have a road map through eschatology. The book of Revelation presents Jesus Christ in three areas. His person and his power. That's chapter one, of course. The person of Christ, his glorified body standing there, his resurrected being standing there, and then his power, his resurrection itself, his person, his power, and his program. In chapter 1, his person and his power. In chapters 2 and 3, he writes a letter to seven churches. Now, seven churches were alive in 95 AD. Then I say seven churches have been alive throughout church history because these are churches that have been alive. Some try to say that each of the churches represented a different period in church history. That is a stretch to try to make that happen. There are some similarities in church history, but it is a stretch, and that is not an exegesis of that. But I say these are churches that are alive today. I don't mean necessarily, although the church at Smyrna is still alive. We have been to the church. The church, they've even started a church in Ephesus. But I'm talking about the church that's described in each of these different locations would be applicable to some churches, maybe Baptist, Methodist, whatever. Maybe all seven are in Baptist churches someplace. So, seven churches are alive today. Thank you for taking a few moments to join us here on A Look at the Book. We have just been listening to part two of the five-part audio series entitled Walk Through Revelation. It is a chronological study of the book of Revelation. You cannot study the book of Revelation numerically, chapters 1 through 22, and really understand it. That's why I have put together this five-part series. It's an audio series on CD entitled Walk Through Revelation. If you'd like to get your copy of this prophetic five-part audio series, you can call our toll-free number. It's 8-PROPHECY-8-877-674-3298. I'll have somebody standing by to tell you how you can get your copy of Walk Through Revelation, a prophetic five-part audio series on CD. That number, once again, 8-PROPHECY-8, that's 877-674-3298. It's toll-free from all across America. I'm Jimmy DeYoung, and I want to thank you for taking time to listen to a look at the book and want to remind you that Jesus Christ is coming, and it could be today. So let's keep looking up until...